You 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 good to go? Get that gulp that gulp of water in. Some dribbled down my cheek. Oh. Mm. Some good stuff. Actually, no, this water is pretty bad. But like, mm. you have bad water. Bad water. Yeah. What is it? Is it dirty? I think it is. I don't know. It's just or is bad. it is it, it stale? It, yeah, I think my water is stale. You got stale water. I, I got it. I got it from my the, the water fountain right right out of in the, in the building. Oh, and it might be. It's stale. Stale. Stale's better than moldy. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the other day I had some weird lemon water. It wasn't lemon water. It was more like a mix of like lemonade and water, which wasn't too good. Because I I went to Chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah. And yeah. I got I filled up my thing with water, and the water was you know it's connected to the same thing as the lemonade, so you kind of uh -huh. got like a mix of it. Oh. And it was really bad. I I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. I like lemon water, you... but like it was I, I don't know what it was about that one. It was like you know kind of. How do you feel about cucumber water? I'm okay with cucumber water. Over I... underrated. Oh oh, I think it's underrated. I like I do like cucumber water, and I think lemon water is underrated. I like just fruit and water, like watermelon water. If you ever had that, that was that's actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't. Like like my school, like in the dining halls, they'll just like have different fruits of like you know fruit water. And that's it, cool. That's really nice. I like fruit water, um, and it's good for you. It tastes good. It's not like that you know bottled fruit water that actually has like a bunch of sugars and stuff. It's it's actually you know, carbonated with the fruit or whatever. I don't know how to explain it, but. Yep. But, yeah, that's pretty good. I, I usually, when I go to the dining halls, I bring my, my Yeti and I fill it up with ice and water there because, you know, I prefer not to have my drinking fountain stale water. So. Right. I always, right. Whenever I can, I fill it up at a, at a nicer place, nicer location. Hmm. So you're saying that you don't have, like, next to all the water fountains at my school, there's the little, uh, like, water bottle filler. Yeah, no. And you put your water bottle next to it, and it just fills it? I like, don't, it has a sensor on it? I don't have it in this building that I'm at, because I'm in one of the oldest uh, the, the resident halls. Yeah. So, like, it's all outdated and stale. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the other halls do have it, but, yeah, mm -hmm. th this one doesn't. So that's why all the water's kind of like, eh, you know. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So I'm your host, Paul O'Donnell. <laughs> I'm co-hosting over here, Connor Limbaugh. And this is Opinion Central. Oh, I don't have a symbol. That works right there. Boom, boom, boom. You ready for a Reddit question? Um, I, you know, I don't really see myself getting out of it, so. Yeah, it's coming well. to you. It's coming at you. It's strong. Peel off that band-aid. Rocket ship speed. Uh, okay. What old-fashioned way of doing things? Oh, wait, by the way, this is asked by, um, Innsmouth Resident. I think underscore. There's an underscore. There's in there. there's an underscore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like in 
Innsmouth underscore Innsmouth underscore resident. And yeah, they ask, what old-fashioned way of doing things is better than how they actually are currently being done? Definitely, definitely medical practices like sawing oh yeah off and like putting and leeches on the wall i think they yeah, still bleeding. do bleeding some people don't some places still do the leeches thing yeah and like but they had the some four, other weird things what were the four fluids there's like bile and blood uh doo-doo and so you think medical wait i said i said doo-doo twice p is one of them yeah yeah so you, I don't know what you, the other you think one is. you think medical practices were better back then? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm was like, it? Ice picking they did it in the eye to like get rid of tumors. Yeah, we need we need doctors that have the beaks again. We need beak doctors during back. the Black Plague. Those kind of doctors. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because like Assassin's that that would Creed. be comforting, you know, having your doctor walk into your your little room dressed like that. Yeah, it would scare the virus out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So my answer, and I say this, it, it, it is making a comeback, and I think it's a cool thing, and that's listening to vinyl. Because oh, gosh. Oh, that's, yeah, an old fashion, that's an old-fashioned way of listening to music because, you know, uh-huh. now it's just out of your phone streaming it for, right. the, for the most part. And I think listening to music on vinyl is an awesome experience. And I think that was a better way to do it. And I you think know, it is. Really, I think it is a better way to do it to listen to music. There is a cool thing about vinyl where you know back then they didn't have as good as technology as far as sound producing goes. Mm-hmm. And during you can hear this if you were to if you were to look up Simon and Garfunkel. I think I can't remember which song specifically, but I was in um, I was in a guitar lesson, right? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna do a Simon and Garfunkel song, and so we put it up on Spotify. Was it Mrs. It's just Robinson? Their album. No, no, I I think it might have been April. Okay. It might have been. It might have been. Uh, shoot, I I just don't remember. And so we hear it, and my my guitar instructor he was kind of like, "That sounds really weird." They they probably yeah. he, he's saying that like oh they they I'm guessing they tune their guitar so that. Mm-hmm. You know, it has this specific sound. And then he's like, but wait a second. It might have been something with the vinyl. So then what we did is we looked okay. up a live we looked up a live version of the song and it sounded like it was in a different key. Oh, that's so, interesting. So what happens, yeah, what happens with the vinyl whenever like the printing or like the, the creasing are made? Yeah, whenever you make the grooves, it would change the frequency so- just ever so slightly. So, because they didn't have the technology to make it yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and and this is why I think it's kind of like a mix because it's an old-fashioned way of doing it, but you add the modern technology and it's really nice because, yeah, mm-hmm. vinyl players from the 40s, 50s, whenever, you know, they were kind of a thing. They didn't sound too great. That That's just mm-hmm. a fact. But when you take vinyls and you put them on vinyl players now, like modern, updated vinyl players, like I, I have a, a pretty nice new modern vinyl player. The sound is incredible. Can you like, hook it up to a modern sound system? Yep, yep. Like I have, I had this plugged into our our passive speakers at home, going into a receiver and then into the speakers. Sound quality is incredible. And yeah, you, I, I could I, pl- I could plug that into like a 
like I could use aux and plug it into a, a speak like a I don't know a JBL speaker if I wanted to whatever it is. Um, but yeah, the sound I get out of it because you know the over time the needles have gone better the the machinery for rotating the the platter the all all that stuff has gotten better. So it has right. just made the sound sound so much better. Um, right. When I when I first got my vinyl player, I got it for Christmas. My dad and I we would listen to a song on Spotify through the Bluetooth of, of our speakers. And then we uh-huh. listened to that same song on vinyl. So like one we I remember we listened to was uh, Electric Lake Orchestra, uh, Mr. Blue Sky. So we listened to it on vinyl and we listened to it on Spotify. S- the, the, the difference, like listening to it on vinyl, you heard everything so much more clearly. You heard the instruments. You heard, it was really cool. And um, I had... Our, our grandma, your grandma, my grandma, the same grandma, Grandma uh, Rose, Grandma Rose, and shout I, out, shout out to Grandma Rose. Now um, she has to listen to this episode. She does. We're gonna tell her. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to tell her. Maybe she can listen to it on vinyl. Um, I'm kidding. We don't. You know, maybe. That's future, not in our budget yet. In the future, we're gonna start releasing the podcast on vinyl, which will be very expensive. Um, <laughs> no, but we. I put on a Bing Crosby vinyl, which is White Christmas. It's an obviously very old vinyl. Um, so, like, obviously, if you listen to it back in the 50s, whatever, it didn't sound great. But on the new updated vinyl player that we have, it sounded incredible. Grandma, Grandma Rose, she was doing the dishes. And I, I put it on when she was doing the dishes. And then she walked into our living room and she said to me, she was about to tear up. She said to me that it sounded like you were in the, the studio listening to him. Oh, no. Like she, it really warmed my heart. But, like, that's how good it sounds. That it can bring I, back, like, it can create such a great sound that stuff like that triggers. Like, it feels like I'm hearing him on the, like, radio doing a live session or whatever. I I will say that that little initial, like, static fuzz whenever you put it on mm-hmm. at first, that sounds pretty cool. It does but sound really I don't cool. But I don't know if I'm convinced. Like, I, I feel like if you were just to go on Spotify, you'd have the same quality as I, the vinyl. I disagree. Because I, I have tested, I don't think I don't think you've done an experiment. So you'll you'll have to whenever you're whenever you're not in Chicago, you'll have to visit. Well, and I'll, oh, okay. I'll I'll give I'll give you a I'll give you a we'll do a sound test. Right. Like whenever it's, it's I was incredible. living in Columbus, when I was living in Columbus, a friend of mine had this little like suitcase, this mini mini. Yeah, mini those case. ones aren't very nice. Like a briefcase almost, and yeah. yeah she would open it up and the vinyl, like the actual disc was bigger than the suitcase. Yeah, yeah. Those are very cheap players. Like the, the player I got is very nice. Um, my one friend, Austin, he's been on the podcast before. Um, also a big audiophile music guy like me. And we both know like, okay, bass, like bass based albums. So like a Billie Eilish album or like a rap album. Bass does not sound good on vinyl. That makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it can't, it can't get those grooves deep enough and all that kind of stuff. Well, we, I have some vinyls that have some bass in it. And he was over. We were, I think we were listening to Demon Days uh, by the Gorillas, that vinyl. And the bass actually sounded good. Which, hmm. A, shows, like, if you're going to get into vinyls and all that, the player is very important. The needle, the platter, all that plays a big part in it. So, like... Like previously, when I'd listen to that vinyl on a, the cheaper player we had, it wasn't very good produced sound. But 
listening to it um the new one i got completely different experience and so yeah mm-hmm. i think what you, your experience that you've had with vinyls haven't been with like a nice player and a stereo system while i've listened to a vinyl on a nice player and a nice stereo system and it creates a sound that i think is better than any streaming service could provide we get it paul i know i'm really pushing this i'm, I'm sorry but yeah that, <laughs> that's all that's all i'm saying i i, I think you should try i appreciate it that thanks for sharing and opening my views yeah hopefully i can that's what i'm here experience for experience the life that you that, that I you have, have presented before me yeah one of these days it, it is a it is a path i'm willing to walk down as long as you hold my hand there we go Maybe we can get grandma there too. I shout out, down. shout out, grandma. Shout out, grandma. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's time to it's time to move on. Uh, today, today's it's it's. A f- I think it's gonna be fun. Action packed. So, Action packed. Fun episode. Kyra and I had this idea. I don't know how it came up. It came about, but. It was my idea. It was okay. It was Connor's idea. <laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> so there's this idea of taking small talk. You know the the stuff you just to get some conversation going on in between mm-hmm. one person and another. Like and, awkward elevator talk. Yeah, like yeah. Or, or running on into the a, subway or yeah, you, the, train, whatever it may be, um, and turning it into big talk. Big talk, baby. So we're we're gonna try. I, I have a list of. Uh, I got four things. I got three topics, and then a que- of the fourth one's a question, of like something they a website recommended as a small talk kind of question. Okay. And we're gonna try to turn them into big talk conversations. Here we go. Wish us luck. Wish us luck. So the first one's the weather. You know. Uh. Usually a weather small talk conversation just goes. Oh, so how's the weather been for you? Oh, it's pretty good. What about you? Oh, yeah, it's all right. And that's it. Yep. Literally had this conversation with my mom this morning. Yeah, it, it's very small talk. Yep. But here's our attempt at making it big talk. Okay, okay. All so right. what's your favorite weather? So, you know, my favorite weather, it's it's fall weather. It's, it's you know, when when it's not too hot, not too cold. The 60s, I really like the 60-degree the area. Um, a couple days ago, we had weather that was about like 64 and it, I, I walked outside for three hours it, it was beautiful um also just the fall atmosphere you got some really nice trees and stuff to look at um what about you what, what weather what weather do you like i'll tell you what le- weather i hate okay oh sorry to start off on a negative note but i hate spring yeah i hate spring so much i get that it's the worst like, like, at least it smells okay, but I hate how the, the temperature in spring is not ideal at all because it varies too much, so you never know what jacket to wear. Whenever it's winter, I can just wear my winter jacket every day and I'm fine. But mm-hmm. if it's spring, I gotta, should I go like a light hoodie? Should I go more of a, like a, diff, a different like track jacket? Should yeah. I even, even should I not wear a jacket or should I wear my winter jacket? You never know. It's too unpredictable. But with winter, I can always wear it. And plus, I really like bundling up in the winter. Mm-hmm. So my ideal seasons would be would be uh, summer, fall, 
winter and then just skip spring. So skip back to spring. Summer. Okay. Skip spring because I want that immediate climate shift so that I can know what to do with my clothes, it's specifically with my outfit. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally How I get dress that. myself. Yeah. Yeah, because like, like I said, it wasn't even a week ago when it was that nice 60 degree weather day. Right. And, and today, today it's today it's what it's it's 31 degrees right now that's what that's what weather says um um here in chi town it's 33 yeah and that's crazy um kind of interesting so my the weather today for me i i go outside and it's it snowed it snowed i didn't even yes didn't even know and so i went out oh, it was it was snowing all day yesterday here was it okay mm-hmm yeah, so I go outside. It was beautiful. It was magnificent. I love snow. Yeah, so, snow is so very beautiful. Precious. I it's actually precious and innocent. I actually walked around and took photos of of campus because Athens, OU, really beautiful campus. A lot of trees, brick roads, and so I got some really cool photos of of the campus with snow all over. Because this is the first time I really saw snow on campus, like a decent amount of snow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just really cool. I yeah. I, if- I, I love the look of snow. I really do. If winter is a cake, snow is the icing. And who eats cake without icing? Exactly. Exactly. So snow is just so it's so essential to enjoying the winter season. And it's beautiful, especially on the trees, because you got all these dead trees. It's, but if you put snow on them, they look awesome. It, 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 I love snow on trees. Like, it's yeah. so cool. It looks so awesome. And even, yeah. like, snow in big cities looks cool. Oh, yeah. Having them on like yeah. the windowsills and it, I really like lo- looking at like if you're on the L, if you're on the train and you're zipping by and like there's a snow, snow, some flurries going outside. It just is so cool because you're going so fast. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. And, and it's just zooming by the window and I like it. And also at the train stops, there are little heated lamps. Oh, that's cool. So you can be, still be warm. And and enjoy, enjoy yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you you went outside today. Have you gone outside today? Yes, I have. And what what was your weather experience? You know, I thought it was going to be cold, but the sun made it pretty warm. Oh really? All right, all right. Like it was still cold. I think people would complain about it being cold. People complain about the cold so much. Like it is appalling how many people who where they where they live complain about the weather like Mm -hmm. whenever i was living in orlando people complained about it being hot every day and i'm thinking to myself why are you not used to this yet this is always the weather why don't you just like accept it as part of life yeah and stop being a little a wine wine baby about it i mean if you want to take it into consideration ohio and i was wearing a carpet gosh a carpet and the other people were complaining yeah i was in yeah, a carpet you were suit. wearing a lot of lot of heavy clothing yeah i didn't have a like a i guess it worked but just i had an ineffective method of breathing wearing masks yeah. like that you can't wear glasses yeah no you can't. i couldn't wear glasses i knew some people who did but whew. yeah yeah Sweet. no but for places like ohio Weather does fluctuate a lot, so people do complain. I think, and, yeah. and you brought it up, people complain the most during the spring because it changes. Mm-hmm. And it, it always kind of makes me angry because during the spring or during the winter, and during the winter they're like, oh, I wish it was I wish it was hot outside. Then you get to summer, you get about a week into summer, oh, I wish it was colder. Mm-hmm. Make up your mind, people. Come on. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think people are always shooting for that ideal, like, high 70s. Yeah, I, I like, like I said, I'm a 60s kind of guy. Mm. Really like those 60s. Okay. Well, That's I think, cool. I think, I think this was a success. Weather, we did it. Weather, there We you made go. it into big talk. Slap-a-dap-a-doo. Put the, the stamp of, a, of, of success on that one, I guess. The gold star. So, next one. Next small talk. Okay. Hobbies. Hobbies? Hobbies. Like, just saying, well, like, what'd you do today, hobby, or... I don't know. It just said hobbies. I didn't read into it. <laughs> so, I'm just going to try to try to start a small talk about hobbies, yeah? Okay. Uh, so, Connor, you know, it's it's the weekend. It's, you know, you got some free time. You don't have classes. What mm-hmm. kind of hobbies do you got? What what do you keep? What do you do to keep you busy? I have a couple plans. Um, yeah. Well, last night I went dancing. Very fun. Very fun. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I also had a show last night. Improv. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I love improv shows. So that's one of my hobbies is improv. One of my other hobbies is dancing. I was actually studying. Like I minored in dance when I was at OSU. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, DePaul doesn't have a dance program, or else I would continue that. But yeah. I did, like, I have had some training now, in dance, so whenever I go out dancing, it's kind of like... You got like the upper the bar- hand. Yeah, the bartender last night was like, yo, like... He can dance. You actually know how to dance. Like, you were living it up out there, and yeah. I love it. And I was like, thanks, and, bartender. And it's it's kind of... Because you, you mentioned your hobby, two of your hobbies is improv and dance. Dance is... You can mix those two together and improv with oh, dance, yeah. for sure. yeah. I mean, most yeah, I, of the time it's it's improv. I would say, yeah, whenever you're in like a club or a bar, it's you're definitely improv. Doing and whatever. I've, I've definitely like I've known people who are great, like they're really good dancers, but they're not good dancers in a bar because all they like they just kind of go with the flow. They just they know about like okay, learn this dance, do this dance, kind of right. thing. Okay. While me, I'm over here like doing back bends and like mm-hmm. doing chest isolations. It looks it's cool. Pe- people cool. like I, I love cool. I love forming circles and just dancing in the middle. Oh yeah. Very fun. Or if there's a stage, going up on the stage and dancing there. Yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, dancing is one of my hobbies. Reading. I yeah. just read Donkey Don Quixote, it's one of the funniest books I've ever read. Okay. I'm also reading a Welcome to Night Vale book that's super funny right now. It's sci-fi. Okay, cool. Uh, cool. And then I'm reading a non-fiction book right now too. Um, an unquiet mind, very good, very good, and so it relates to me personally too. What? You're reading three different books right now. Yeah, actually, and I'm gonna start Jane Eyre this weekend too. How do you how do you juggle between I'm gonna read this one or that one, or is it kind no, of a mood kind of like, or? It's a mood. Also, like I'm also reading two other books. One one that I kind of like I've I've drifted off was was the Orphan Master's Son, which. It kind of changed for me because there are two parts, and the second part just reads a lot differently than the first okay. part. It feels a lot less genuine, and if you if you read the story, you would understand why. Okay. Because just the level of like psychological damage in that book is kind of crazy, and it's a lot of it's a lot to handle. And the more you read the book, the more intense it gets. Okay. And then. So I haven't picked up that book for, for a second. But then there's also a book that I read pretty much exclusively while I'm either on the train or in the lunch dining hall. 
and that's because it's on my it's an ebook. Oh, okay, okay. And that that one is like so graceful. It it's like serene but sad at the same time too, and it's kind of accepting that um accepting sorrow through serenity. Okay. Um which is really weird to think about. Mm-hmm. It's kind of conflicting emotions there, but yet it they they form together really well. And then Don Quixote is super funny. Um I'm reading Jane Eyre. That's for class. I hear it's really really good. You know, that's one of the ones that everybody reads. And then yeah, that's my reading list so far. Cool. This quarter. Cool. Yeah. Then, then you know, I'll occasionally hop on the video games. I started playing Baba's You way too hard. Way yeah. too hard. That game is so hard. Are you not one of those guys who can push through? You kind of, do you get to a point like a level or, or a scenario Definitely. to do and you're just like, you know what, I'm done. Yeah, it happens with me with Legend of Zelda a lot. Yeah. Of course, I beat, I beat Breath of the Wild, but man. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. Like, <laughs> if I get to a point in the game where I just don't know what to do. Or I don't I get, have the skills. I can get really upset and just be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm just done. Right. Um, but I play a lot of team fight tactics, and that's just out of chess. That's just strategics. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an easy goal there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty straightforward. Brain power, and I like playing with other people. Yeah. So, so for me, hobbies. I got, yeah, I got some yeah. like I got like some everyday hobbies, and I got some like rare hobbies. But when I can do them, I do them. Um, okay. So, like, obviously, I would probably consider this one of my hobbies, and that's listening to music, if, you know, that kind of makes sense. I'm a Yeah, that's, you know, surprisingly, I, that's something I don't do. I, I love listening to music. And, and it's, I'm not one of those people, because a lot of, like, of my friends and people I talk to, they just have a playlist of about 30 to 40, 50 songs, and they just put that on shuffle. Right. While, for me, not only, like, do I have, I think I have about, like, eight, or, or nine different playlists that I shuffle between. But I also just listen to albums. Every Friday, Friday is a big day for releasing new albums. I'll go check Spotify every Friday and see what albums I want to listen to. So we we recording this on a Friday. And mm-hmm. there were three albums that dropped today. I've wow. already listened to two of them. And I'm going to listen to the third one sometime later today. But yeah, I just love listening to new music and you know, hearing different kinds of music. It's, I always enjoy doing that. That's that's one thing I enjoy doing. That is something that I have, like, I admire you for being that thorough with your listening music. And I think that you can say that 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 is a hobby of yours. However, I think in popular culture nowadays, the idea of listening to music is such like a passive thing that everyone just kind of assumes to do it. And it kind of takes away the appreciation from it that way. For sure. Because I think a a lot of people, when it comes to listening to music, they just listen to the hits. They they yeah. they pull out the singles or, and they listen to those singles. To the hits or to the the one specific genre that they like. Yeah, or... yeah, like pop or mm-hmm. rap or whatever. It may mm-hmm. be. It's usually I think pop and rap are two of the very or country. I think those are the three very common genres that people just listen to that genre. Um, yeah. And then you'll you'll or you'll have a, someone who just really likes one artist and like they yeah. listen to Kanye like they only listen to Kanye and I find that I would it's find overwhelming that so hard to do yeah I like don't get me wrong I like some Kanye songs but he's not gonna yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna dominate my playlist like my, my both of our, our our colleague we we both know this person I'm good friends with him and I you, I think you're pretty good friends with him too and that's Ciro. 
Um, yes. He's he's holding up the the fort right now at our good good place, Park Village, keeping Park Village, keeping the place running, doing the hard work. And boy, boy. He he just he paints and he does whatever, and he usually just listens to the same same music. And oh I, man, you're calling him out. I I'm, bet he listens to this he, while he paints too. He does. He does listen to this oh. while he paints. So I'm calling him out 100. <laughs> percent And I keep on oh, telling man. him this. I, I keep on telling him, go listen to some albums, listen to some new stuff, because yeah, the thing with with albums and for me, when I like pick out albums to listen on like Fridays when they're newly released. I, I obviously definitely pick ones from artists I know. Even if I barely know them, I'll listen to the album. Mm-hmm. And then I'll also just, like, choose random albums. So, like, today I, there was an artist that I didn't know, and I listened to their album, and I was like, okay, this is really cool. And then I take some of the songs I really liked and put it on my playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I could not just listen to one genre or one artist. I right. I, I love hearing all these different kind of perspectives of music. I, I think it's really yeah. cool. Um, they're definitely i'll I'll go through kind of like i'll i'll find a few songs mm-hmm. and then i'll kind of like what you said like i'll i'll shuffle through those songs yeah, yeah yeah but i do it through phases so like a year ago i was shuffling through different songs than this year mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah like i i completely agree with that i i do that too in a sense um also there are artists that obviously i like a lot more than others there's there's your favorites yeah. um yeah. and when like that artist would release a song so for example Haley williams uh lead singer of Paramore's releasing her first solo album and she dropped her first single early this year 2020 and I listened to that song maybe 20 to 30 times the first day it was out which <laughs> is it, it's an insane amount but you know when I really like an artist I will listen to their music a lot but yeah right. I, I, I like to mix it up and yeah I, I consider music listening to music definitely a hobby of mine um, that's that's good. You got any others? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously you brought up to TFT and like League of Legends video. Like I play other video games like on the Switch. I'll play Pokemon and some other stuff. But the main ones, the main ones I play are League of Legends and Team Fight Tactics. And right. I think a reason for that with those games in particular, I can listen to my music and podcasts while playing it and not feel like I'm missing anything. I also can play with my friends and be communic like we play together and. I play right. some of my other friends, and I enjoy that social aspect. Yeah, the communal part of it is. It's really a lot of it's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like I'd consider that a, a big hobby of mine. I also, I kind of just like going on walks, not necessarily working out. I don't like working out, but I will just. Yeah, walks are great. I will just walk around campus, and you got to get you got to get wag, wag. Yeah, it's an app that you can go and walk people's dogs and get paid for it. Oh, I should do that. That and I'd get to hang out with dogs. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know how big it is in you know little yeah, Athens, it, but it's it might huge not be. in Chicago. If there's so many dogs you know, in Chicago, I'll look into it for sure. That might be cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I, I love walking. And then like the the fourth one, there's you know other minor ones, but the fourth one I kind of want to talk about. Um, and I mean, I'm gonna say this is a hobby. Just podcasting. I love doing it. I'm assuming you right. feel the same about that. That's I consider yeah. that a hobby. But no, the the fourth one I wanted to talk about, it's it's one that I can't do often, but when I can, I totally do it. And that's flying kites. Um Well oh yeah, I've seen you yeah, have some cool videos of yeah, flying yeah. kites. So I'm not talking about your little, you know, one string diamond kite. I'm talking about stunt kites and power kites. Um mm-hmm. there's two different kinds. I, I have I've owned both. I have I have five kites, five, five kites. Um, so the stunt kites are kind of shaped like a V 
and they use two strings. You pull them back and forth, right and left, and you can do spins with them, a lot of cool tricks. It's really fun. Um, and then pyrokites are more like a sail, and you can do it's two lines. You can do the same thing with like loops and tricks, but they're more for like they give you a workout, and like you can do cool jumps with them. I, I have a new kite, which is five meters long. It uses four four strings because two of the strings are like safety strings. So if you start flying away, you pull those in to like hmm. collapse the kite. Like this kite's used for like parasailing and stuff. Yeah, um, that's cool. But I'm just gonna use it on the ground. So I'm hoping I can get some cool like jumps with it, like ten feet jumps. Um, Have you ever considered, or are you interested, or do you find joy in kite fights? Kite fights. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, oh man, that's huge! You got to read the Kite Runner. Um, right. Great book. But I don't know. It's big in. It's more big in the you know the other side of the globe where, yeah. like, they'll have festivals all around kites. You build a kite and oh, then you okay. You fight the kites. Fight each other. They try to cut the other lines. That'd be kind of. That'd be really fun, actually. And the I'll, last I'll look one. Into that. Um, yeah, and then like the premise with the kite runner is you you run like whenever you uh, whenever a kite falls, whoever runs to get it get, like gets to keep the kite. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Like, uh, okay. That sounds really interesting, actually. And, yeah, they're beautiful kites. Um, but I know, like, I've read, I also, I remember, like, being in elementary school, and I read some book that took place in Japan, and it was all about kites, about flying kites. Mm-hmm. And huh. kite fighting, specifically. I don't know if it's, you know, like, I'm pretty sure they're called kite fights. I don't think they have a yeah. name for it. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Um. But yeah, and, and the thing with like power kite flying and, and stunt kite flying, obviously I, I, like where we live, I can't really do it. We don't have the winds and the locations for it. I usually do it when I go on vacation to like beaches. It's really fun to do on beaches because you're in the sand. You can do jumps without getting hurt, stuff like that. Um, but like I've had a couple friends who've flown it before and it looks really easy. It just looks like, oh, you're just pulling back and forth. I can do that. But it's a lot more difficult than what meets the eye. I believe that. Like, when um, I would hand it over, like, let my friends try it for the first time, continuously crash it, I have to reset it for them, all, the, all this kind of stuff. Like, I, I, I'm not going to – like, I think I'm pretty good at it. I can do a lot of cool stuff with them. And, yeah, so, like, people, it's always fun to see, like, people walk by while I'm doing stuff with it. It's, re- it's really cool. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'll be able to fly them again this, this summer, so I'm really excited to do that. And that, that's, that's, one, cool. that's what I'd consider probably my most unique hobby. Because, you know, that's kind of something I don't think many people would, you know, do or, or consider a hobby. So that's definitely, yeah, that definitely is unique. Um, I found, and um, just to circle back here for a second, the countries which they do f- uh, kite fights where it's most popular are Afghanistan, Bangladesh, India, Indonesia, Nepal, Pakistan, Vietnam, Korea, Thailand, and Brazil. So, I mean... Yeah. Not not too big in the United States. I'm sure I'm sure there's definitely a culture, there's definitely a market yeah, for it. Yeah, I think so. No, that I think that'd be really cool to do though. Create your own kite and just try to take down others. That'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um All right. Well, I mean that went on for I think fifteen minutes. I think I think we, that? we expanded that small talk. Let me just tell you. Hobbies. Just hobbies. Um okay. so I think we're gonna skip the third one because we do talk about it kind of often. And that's tech, 
And I definitely, tech. I definitely know we could make that in a big talk for sure. Tech, like technology. Yeah, just general like tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, we definitely could make that in a big talk, but because we're already kind of getting a lengthy episode, and there's still some stuff I want to do, we're gonna, we're gonna skip that one. Right. The next one I think I'm might, okay the next one I think might be kind of difficult because it's a question. It's a small talk question that I saw because there was like a list of questions for small talk. And like so, a conversation starter almost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we can get this into big talk, that'd be, I feel like that'd be impressive. So th- this is the question. Which app on your phone do you use the most often? Well, I can uh, look that up right now. Yeah. Check the, the data, the analytics on the, on the device. Snad, Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat? God, I thought I got out of that. Um, <laughs> I think. Well, today it was... Wait, today? Just today. Oh, week, 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 week. But I only spent 16 minutes this week on Snapchat, so it's not that much. Okay. Uh, I, ha- I spent Google Duo, which is just like FaceTime for Android. I... I spent like I called my mom today, so it was like an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh wait, that's weird. It's saying that I only did fifty-eight seconds on. Okay, last week. Okay, let's go. Last week, messages. Messages is my top. A lot of texting. Five hours and thirty minutes. Yeah. Okay. So, so you you do a lot of communicating. Yeah, I do really like texting. I will admit that. Mm-hmm. It's very, very much very easy to do. It's it's modern day messages or yeah. sorry, <laughs> it's Mod- modern day <laughs> letters. You know, I I, was like, talking- I, I know you. I know the email is technically like how we consider letters, but I would argue that texting is much more used as the purpose of letters oh, that had sure. had been done. Because like, you know, whenever you're texting your honey boo boo, you're not gonna send him an email. You're gonna text him. Yeah, sorry. exactly. So I whenever actually you're messaging whenever you're corresponding with your honey boo boo. Yeah, go on. Uh, so actually, I kind of found like something that related to texting, and I, I think was what I would consider for our generation. And and you know, we're pretty close. So our generation, like texting for b- being young before we got our phones, and that was picto chat on the nintendo ds Lite. wow like that was definitely obviously you couldn't do it like long distance you had to be in like the same area to do it locally right but you could get i think it was a maximum of 16 people into a, a room and you could all send messages you could you could type you could draw that was what i would consider like snapchat or messages right 10 years ago and I well, know, um, I don't well, Snapchat so. was around ten years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just that I don't think PictoChat was as big as you're saying it was. It was big for us because yeah, obviously that's what I'm kind of saying. But <laughs> yeah, obviously not everyone was walking around with DS lights my, and going, my "Hey, join my join my play. room so we can talk." But that's what I said for our generation. Um, no, but yeah, I think PictoChat was really cool. I, I remember having a It lot was of, cool. It was cool. I had a lot of fun memories on it. Yeah, me too. Like, um, you know, being in the back of a being the back of a car, yeah, like yeah. on a drive and it's really dark outside. Like that was that was crazy cuz you had Game Boys and then you had Game Boy SPs and, you and they had the light on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember like my brother had a Game Boy SP 
and I just had a Game Boy, and I would like lean over and try to use his light to play Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. It's and I crazy. don't know how I did it back then because, yeah, there's not a lot of light on. Yeah, either of those. Yeah, it's true, true. Um, no, but my most used app would definitely be the phone, the phone app, just the the phone call app. Oh, I make a lot <laughs> of phone calls. Who do you call? Oh, I call a good amount of people. Uh, my one friend, Caitlin, I call her a lot. Um, Ciro, I call Ciro. I call Austin, Austin a lot. Call my parents. I mean, I, like, I prefer calling over texting. So whenever I can, if, like, I want to say something to someone, I usually call them instead. Right. Like, I just love phone calls. Hearing their voice yeah. and you, you can't get, like, tone and all that kind of stuff out of a text message. Right. I will say that I prefer things like FaceTime. FaceTime is really cool too. Yeah. Because then you actually see their face. Every single time I FaceTime grandma, she's like, technology. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I can't believe how far it's come. Shout out grandma. Shout out grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I think phone calls and FaceTime or for me, it'd be Google Duo or my two most used apps. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just like being able to read people's faces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because that's sure. definitely an essential part of communication. Oh it's yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, that's that's me. Well, I mean, I feel yeah. like we kind of made that big talk. Yeah, I think I think we. I reached. think we made it more big talk than what most people would have. In yeah, terms of talking about what app they use on their phone most often, right? They probably just go, "Oh, you know, Instagram." Do Insta. A lot, do a lot of scrolling. <laughs> All right, Please. it's time. It's time for the the opinion central halftime show, where we <laughs> talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. The Super Bowl. So Super Bowl. Did this... you watch the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. I didn't watch the Super Bowl, no. I did, but I was at a it party. It was the, what, 53rd, 4th, I don't know, something, 50-something Super Bowl with the two teams, I, the, 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 um, the, um. Who was in it? The Chiefs and the, I don't know. I really 40, don't. 49ers. 49. That's where I was going. That's where yep. I was heading. And the yes. Kansas City one. I know that. Yes. Um, so if yeah, I just ahead. want to get this out quick, I think that Kansas City won because they had the red jerseys. And I think that inherently red jerseys are better than white jerseys because they're easier to see. Secondly, San Francisco's jerseys are way better. The co color coordination between the gold and the red is so beautiful. It's the best jersey set in the league. But then their white jerseys suck. The The white and gold do not match. Yeah. They so do. I was disappointed, but I still liked it more than Kansas City because their yellow is absolutely atrocious and it does not work with the red. Okay, I got my... There you have it. Jersey Jersey feelings out of the way. We can go on to what the real meat of the night, which was the Super Shakira, Bowl. Shakira. Oh, I'm a halftime show. I said Super Bowl. I watched the <laughs> halftime show on YouTube. It was Shakira and J Lo. 
Shaquille and J-Lo. Yes. I, I, I want to admit that I did not know who J-Lo was until someone actually said her full name. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just it's just Jenny on the block. <laughs> yeah, and gosh. Did you yeah. know Jenny on the block? Jenny on the block? Yeah, her, her, that, that's her other nickname, that, Jenny J-Lo? on the block. Yeah, J-Lo. Really? Uh-huh. She has a song that's about weird. it. I think she sang it. She sang it at the Super Bowl. Oh, Okay, well, I well, I honestly did not hear that well because I was with like quite a large party. So you're in a, a large crowd. So, yeah. let's just let's just do first impressions. So like what what or not first impressions. Just a short explanation of how we feel about it and then we can argue or not argue, just kind of talk about why we'd say that. So, for me personally, I do not like it. Mm. I you're thought sure? it was incredible. Okay. See, that's two very different opinions. Yep. Um do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? What? Well, I guess like what aspect do you want to go at? Do you want to go like there's choreography, there's the songs, there's costumes, yeah. there's so the staging. There's both, a lot. They both have incredible voices. Yes. I'm not going to argue that at all. They they do. I liked the music. Fantastic. My problem was with not – okay, like – choreography somewhat but mainly the over sexualization of women if that if you get what i'm saying um can you dig into that yeah yeah so there there was a portion of the show i mean first off they're i i mean their clothes were definitely very revealing um in terms of just like showing skin um because, you know, I personally think the Super Bowl halftime show should be more about, like, the music. And, yes, dancing. But I don't think you need to wear something like that to dance. Um, but the one thing that once Are I saw... Are there any once costumes I, in specific? Uh, J-Lo's. I mean, after she kind of did that change, I, I don't really... It wasn't really a change. It was she just took off more. Um, uh-huh. What she was wearing then, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I think... I, once we got to – there was one point in the show where I was just like, okay, that's just a little too far, a big step. And that was when J-Lo, when uh, Jennifer Lopez was was dancing on the stripper pole. Ah. That, like – and she was. Like, I don't think anyone – like, she was doing moves on a stripper pole. Right. Right. That, I like, that not only made me so uncomfortable, but, like – I was just, you know, there because it is a big talk now these days about like empowering women and all that, which cool, but I don't think you you should empower women by dancing on a stripper pool at one of the biggest concerts of the entire year. Okay. And okay. that was that was my main problem. I like, and you know, they both are good dancers. I'm not going to deny that either. I just thought some of the the the. I guess props they use, some of the dances they use, and definitely like camera angles were definitely at some points pointing, like you know, they're pointing in areas where they didn't need to. Okay. Um. Uh, so yeah, I wasn't. Th- that kind of set off, I guess, my mood or, or enjoyment of the show. Mm-hmm. So you sp- talked specifically more about J Lo. What about? Shakira, do you think that she was hypersexualized? Do you think that you she know, was she... she was a lot better than J Lo? I think. Um, 
obviously like and and she like some of the stuff she did was very like cultural so like the belly dancing yeah that's a cultural thing I, like i understand that and like i was completely cool with that but like obviously and I, it was apparent like some of the angles that like cameramen would do you know just behind and kind of like very slowly uh was it paging up or whatever you know and trying to get like certain parts of the body captured whatever like i i think it would have been better if they just did a more wider shot and and just showed her doing the dances instead of trying to zoom in on certain parts to please an audience if that makes sense but yeah shakira i was i was pretty okay with what shakira did Mm -hmm. um i i personally thought shakira's like expression through her body was incredible and i think yeah she definitely has like like a style that and i think shakira's dancing it was better than j-lo's i agree with that too shakira it's shakira it's shakira however i do have a question okay so you brought up shakira's culture which i would say is more um it's definitely you know it's a identifiable culture yeah yeah. and it is something that you know, is not necessarily as represented as it should be in mm-hmm. the United States, specifically just because of how whitewashed everything is. Yeah, and I think that, uh, like, for some people who may have complained about her part, that would be why. Because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, her kind of dance style and stuff isn't really, I would say, present in the American culture. Right. Um, now, back, like, to J-Lo dancing on the sw- stripper pool, you could say that that is a form of culture. So... Are you... I think that's just a very poor treatment of, like, showing a culture. I... Well, I thought the costumes... There was other dances she could have done instead of that. Well, obviously, but they're not... It it would have a different message, obviously. Now, I think that the costumes of, like, the men in that section with the collars, I really like those costumes Mm -hmm. um i I thought they did a good job of just accenting um their body movements and just different parts of their body yeah i didn't their body movements were really cool right and then like just the dancing that she did on the pole you cannot deny the fact that she was singing okay and doing that dancing was absolutely incredible it was impressive yes but it still made me uncomfortable and the message that it was kind of showing i wasn't generally happy about and I, I understand that, like, if you were to look back, like, with Elvis, people thought that was scandalous. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, our culture has come a long way with with uh, just being able to, I guess, show skin, being yeah, able to it's do, definitely become more move common. your hips, which, you know, a lot of times, like, I've taken dance classes and a lot of it is, you know, having, being able to do those isolations like not only like with your chest but like hips is a huge thing that, that you know that says a lot about it. like that's how you hold yourself is mm-hmm. through your hips especially with women that's how that's where your center of gravity is for men, yeah, men yeah. it's more in the abdomen but women have like lowered they lowered so that they can bear children mm-hmm. and i don't know like i i understand like i definitely understand what you're saying and i think that there is a vocal part of the population I wouldn't say that is a majority and I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it is um necessarily I I just think that it it is the one that is well known and that would be like like I think I think your perception or your opinion is 
more in line with like older, like more. It's more. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely more of that an older, like po- like the older population, older age group, probably sides with my thoughts more. Right, but I, you know, I don't think it's something that has to be bad. Like I, I, I don't see sex as something that's taboo, mm-hmm. and I don't mind being exposed to things that can be like taken as sexual conduct because i think a lot of things are and you know it's a really big part of human culture i mean so and i think another like problem i had with it was the fact that it was the super bowl so you are presenting yourself in front of not only a huge demographic of people but a large pot like a large audience a very like i don't know how many people viewed it like set million millions of people Right, but the thing um, you have to realize about this is they are you know, there are a lot of political statements in um what the Super Bowl like what happened in that Super Bowl show. Mm-hmm. You could say that the whole pole dancing scene just with the costume, that's very that's very political, just with like what's going on with the border right now in uh you know uh the southern border of the United States. Um, you could you could talk about how she had the flag with the the Puerto Rico flag on the other side of the um, the American flag, and just kind of like showing that hey, this is a culture that is part of the United States. Like, if you're to look at like, I'm pretty sure Hispanic or just Spanish in general is the second largest language. Yeah, that's true. In the United States, mm-hmm. um, and that is something that is so easy for the media to ignore. So being exposed to this in something as big as the Super Bowl, I think is going, you know, it's taking steps into exposing our culture to be more inclusive of things that aren't, you know, necessarily like mainstream or necessarily uh, acceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I do want to get away from this bit and talk about more like technical aspects of the show okay so like so the choreography i think like we talked about it but i think that the group i want to talk about less about the specific person and more about the groups the group yeah those, yeah, yeah. yeah those dancers were incredible like, very incredible and to in, be in synchronized of, like that yeah it's very this is something that if i think this is miraculous in any in any um, aspect, in like a marching band, in a choir, just singing, in you know a military lineup, in people just reading aloud spoken word, if people do things in unison, it is has such a powerful effect on the emotions, mm-hmm. and it's really pleasing, and it's very like visually pleasing. I think they did a great job with showing like this talent that these dancers had, and then on top of that, they did it with really good costumes. So. The costume that I enjoyed maybe the most, I don't know, I liked a lot of them, were in J-Lo's, the background dancers, uh, with the, it was the guys with the poles, mm-hmm. with the sticks, the canes. And I wasn't crazy about, like, the weird, like, the the top, like, the, the red or the black and white, um, like, I don't know what it was, like, it's not a suit. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, but I, I didn't, I wasn't big on that. But I did like how they're all wearing uh, white 
pants and just the the white gloves are really nice and the poles just in general it just added so much space to the stage that i thought it was so effective of using that entire because it's a big stage mm-hmm. and it made it gave it a lot of life like using tools yeah using props like that it was really well done and then i wasn't as crazy about the group choreo with shakira just because i'm like it's shakira and i'm gonna watch shakira yeah i'm not like, really I, paying I, attention to what's going on behind yeah plus i'm watching shakira plus, so now onto the costumes, like the red costume at the beginning with Shakira, I was like, no, like that's not good Shakira. Like the first time I saw her, I was like, I, it's all blending in. There's too much glitter and I'm not, I'm just not crazy about it. And then I don't know when or how, she, like how good the flow, like it was just transition very well, where all of a sudden she didn't have the center part. She, her belly was exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once that happened, I was like, "That costume's incredible!" Because I, I just thought it did such a good, a good job of, you know, that contrast, just like the red, then the skin, and then the red again. Mm-hmm. It was very good, and you didn't have that contrast to begin with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, like, as in terms of like building up and like having that reveal, it made it very good. So I do, I, I will commit the wardrobe changes. Now, I liked I Shakira's. Uh, wardrobe. I can say yeah, that. Shakira's was really good. I will admit, like, I wasn't as crazy about Jayla's wardrobe. It was like I think very... initially it was cool, but after yeah. she did the change into when she the, was just in the white, yeah, the very like more revealing and like I, I don't know what it was about it. I did not like it more. It it was really exposing. I will admit that, and I wasn't as crazy about it. Um, I think it could have been done better. I think she but should I, have just stuck with what she was wearing initially. I, you know, I honestly, I didn't or like. Or just the wear first something one completely as much different. As the second one, I, I liked, I liked the black less. I just thought it was. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think it fits her style. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with what Jayla's style is. And I had yeah. a hard time recognizing the songs. I I thought it was funny because whenever I was at the party, people would be like, "What songs are you singing?" And then it's like, "Oh, I know this song. No, I no idea it was J Lo though." But <laughs> there yeah. we go. Yeah. Then yeah. yeah, Shakira was amazing. The choreography was great. The stage. Now I want to talk about the stage. Okay. What did you think? Can you describe the stage for us? Um, are you like looking at it now? I can describe it. If you're looking at it, go and describe. It. I don't want to like mess <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. So it was a stage. It was in the center of the stadium, and it was a circle stage. Um, and then I think there are a few like few little parts that's um like a few little legs or a few little limbs to the circle, mm-hmm. but it was all lit. The entire like there are LED lights on the the whole bottom of the stage. At least I think they're LED lights. I'm I'm not really that technical about things, but it would change with the with, with the, each song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With and it just changed throughout the whole thing. Like a really good example of this is when J Lo is dancing, and she it's after she gets off the pole and she's just surrounded with by the guys, and all of a sudden the stage looks like like the center of the stage kind of looks like a platform and then in there was like a waterfall and it looked like they were in the middle of this waterfall 
it looks mm-hmm. so cool and dimensionally it looked very cool and i think especially like the use of the stage was so effective because this isn't you have to think yeah we're watching it on tv so we're going to get all of the good angles we're going to get a very nice representation of the show but if you're actually at the show which you know this is actually the crowd that's in front this is the people who are going to be yelling and cheering at the show like this is who it's actually for Mm -hmm. it did a great job of giving them something to admire because if you're sitting on the top row nosebleed seats at the super bowl you're gonna see that stage it does it doesn't matter like it's still gonna look cool because i'm gonna admit there have been shows previously i can't think off the top of my head which ones but there have been some shows where i'm watching it and i go okay this is definitely a show just for the tv audience Oh, yeah, like yeah. they're like the the present audience, the live audience there, they're not really seeing anything too crazy. Uh huh. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that the stage was great for you know showing that this is this is um, the audience is literally surrounding them and they're up hundreds of feet. Mm-hmm. I I do yeah. I thought the stage was really impressive and cool. Um, and I really liked the lasers in the background too. I think that it did a good job of making it look like it had a backdrop. So I do want to just say one more thing about the show. Um, mm-hmm. And this this is on Shakira's half, which I think was probably the only other thing I didn't like about Shakira's part, other than like some of the camera angles. And that was her guitar solo. Yo, now, that was badass, dude. I, yeah, I, I think like, she played what, the guitar. She played the drums. I think Dang. what she was going for was cool. But even even my friend Austin kind of pointed out from a technical aspect and how she was playing it, it was a little like uh, most people. Yeah, they probably saw it as like very cool and stuff. But like me, myself and like, like I said, Austin, who we both kind of know how stuff works a little more. There were some like mishaps or, or it wasn't as good as it could have been i guess if okay. that makes sense but she isn't known for guitar playing yeah like we like austin and i both picked up on like some mistakes she made and like the way she was playing oh. it was kind of weird okay well what did you think about when she was dancing with that like jazz band uh do you think that they were actually playing you know i think it's made to believe that we're supposed to think they are and like i kind of wish they are but i <sighs> That's kind of hard to say from like watching it on TV. You can't. I I think they were. Because, I think they were too. Because you I, know I think the there production people. The production of a Super Bowl halftime show and the amount of time that goes into one of those is a lot. It's a lot of effort and work and labor, and so there's no doubt in my mind that they got a group like that who could do that. Oh wait a second! I am seeing some evidence though that oh. that's not the case. And that's the trombone players are not moving the trombone at all. Oh, that's a shame. At least the shots I'm seeing. Maybe, maybe so... that, that maybe that part they're not supposed to be playing. It, though. Maybe they're all doing the same note, just in different octaves. The whole maybe, time. maybe. Um, yeah, so that makes me think that it was more. I don't know. I just want, <laughs> man, I'm really sad now. I really wanted to believe that there were people who are that talented. And I think that there are. There are. There totally are. People who can dance like that and play like the trumpet. Mm-hmm. Now, the trombone, I think, would be a lot harder. But the trumpet, I think, could be done. Yeah, totally, totally. Agree. <sighs> All right. But yeah. Well, I mean, there you have it. Those, those were our two kind of thoughts on the 
on the halftime show. We had some, we, we, we we had some some similar similar ideas and then some opposing, but I think it was good overall. Yeah. Um, it's time time for our our last. I didn't final. like Shakira's crowd dive. I did not like that. That was weird. I think it was forced. <laughs> I think it was really yeah. Forced it was forced because it's like, what if they just took her way off stage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if they brought her down? They just like pulled her into the crowd. And she's gone. You don't see her anymore. Right. We're not getting Shakira back. <laughs> Obviously, like those people were told, like they're told what to do. And they probably are even paid. Like I, I don't think people. I don't think people expect like how much of like the crowd in a Super Bowl halftime show, like the crowd like around the stage, are told what to do. Yeah, because it's really important. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're the people who like, that you can relate with. Like that, I remember, they're the, the one telling you how to behave, how to act whenever yeah, yeah, you're watching. Yeah. Like I remember the for the Coldplay one, the, that was Super Bowl Fifty, like fiftieth anniversary one, and Coldplay halftime show, one of my favorites. But um, like the crowd did a lot of stuff in that show. I, I think I remember like them holding like different signs, and like there were bits where like Chris Martin was running through the crowd, and they were like making ways and all that. Mm-hmm. They were told to do that. Like there's no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind. Right. But yeah, that that little crowd surf that Shakira did was was odd. How do you think about how this Super Bowl, how this halftime show compares to the uh, compares to other ones? How how do you think it falls among the ranks of shows that you've seen at the Super Bowl? Mm, mm. I'm going to give it definitely an an above average rating because of how good the like dancing was for most parts of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, because, yeah, they're definitely, like, I don't think the last two were very good. I don't think the Justin Timberlake or um, Maroon 5 ones were necessarily impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think the ones that Bruno Mars were I in. I thought Bruno's Mars's was Bruno's amazing. was incredible. I, I really yeah. liked Coldplay's. Katy Perry's was, I mean, because I, 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 think, I think hers was over the top. You can definitely do too much at a Super Bowl halftime show, and I think she did too much. And I'm just basing these opinions off of, like, vague memories, by the way. So, like, I haven't watched any of these in a while. Um, obviously, then you have, like, some of the legendary ones, like Prince during the rain and all that. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was the guy who made the Super Bowl halftime show what it was today. <laughs> he was the first one that really put on a performance. Everyone before Michael Jackson's Super Bowl halftime show, they just did it as if, like, they were doing a regular concert. They mm-hmm. just played some music. Okay, Michael yeah. Jackson was what took the Super Bowl halftime show from just a concert you watched in between halves to a whole thing of itself, doing the crazy dance moves, doing the moonwalk. I mean, that in itself was incredible. And mm-hmm. doing the singing and choreography, like Michael Jackson really was what made it blow up um, and like adding the lights and all that. So I think his is probably the most important Super Bowl halftime show. Um, but I'd say this one definitely I'm because I I always haven't seen them all but I'd say it's in my top 20 (laughs) (laughs) you gotta remember it's a good amount of them I I don't know if I'd put it in a top 10 I I don't think I'd put this one in a top 10 at all I'd put it in top 5 I think it's one of the best ones I've ever seen yeah like Bruno Mars you have to admit a fantastic dancer he's got some magic feet but the choreography in this one just was far superior far superior just because he actually or 
they, um, J-Lo and Shakira, had backup dancers who could also dance. Mm-hmm. Bruno Mars was the only dancer. I mean, Bruno, no, Bruno Mars had Beyonce. Or no, that was, my bad, that was Coldplay. Beyonce Cold, Bruno Mars. Coldplay, no, it was Coldplay mm-hmm. had Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Bruno oh. Mars also had his own one. That's why I think Coldplay was really impressed, because he had Coldplay, then he had Beyonce with some incredible dancing, and then he had right. Bruno Mars. Like that, like, that one was very good. Um, right. I, I don't think I would personally put this in the top 10. Top 15, yeah. But. Okay. I, that's I'm not crazy I'm about, I'm not crazy about Coldplay, so I'll admit I'm a little biased with mm-hmm. that. I, li- I, I do like Coldplay, so that's why I'm also biased towards yeah. it. And, you know, and I will, like, I'm not the biggest Shakira fan. I mean, I like Shakira, but I'm not. I don't know like any of her songs. I only know like "Hips Don't Lie." What about, what about "Waka the Waka"? One. Yeah, of course I know "Waka Waka." I love soccer, but yeah, um, yeah. I thought yeah, I thought it was. I didn't know most about. of her music either, but I know she has a really good voice. Like yeah. that, that definitely stood out when I first heard her start. I was like, yeah, she can sing. Mm-hmm. Very powerful mm-hmm. voice. All right, well, it's time to move on to another segment. Last one before we get ready to close it out. That's over under. Have you you got stuff? You ready? <laughs> oh, You're not ready. You're really bad at preparing for this. <laughs> oh my goodness. I thought of one. Um kind of. <laughs> yeah. I thought we kinda got it earlier. Oh, did when we? I asked you about lime. How do you feel about didn't I ask you about lime water? Yeah, that was at the very beginning. Was that it? Yep, that was over under this. Over under today was at the beginning of the episode, so if you want to go back and listen to the beginning, do it. That's over or, under. Uh, yeah, I could throw. I'm looking at all my tabs open on uh, my computer. I'll, I'll, <laughs> well, I'll just do do one more Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show. Over underrated. Um, okay, yeah, under, yeah, yeah. Underrated. I say it's underrated. You think Super Bowl halftime show is underrated? Underrated, yeah. I think I think because it's overrated. I think it's underrated because of like. And that you brought it up how like important or or like I don't know exposing can be of other cultures and stuff like that. Right. I think people okay. look at it as just a halftime show, and that is something like oh, it can really bring up all these different you know controversies or, or political issues, whatever it may be. Okay. Um. I. Okay. That's why I, I just think had it's, that's why I, think I have. It's I have. I have some over underrated. Oh, okay. Never mind, guys. We're doing this segment today, and they're gonna be Super Bowl themed. Okay. Okay. Is this? Are we doing lightning? Are we just? How you yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. You, got, you all. Y'all ain't getting an explanation for this one. Um. So we did a halftime show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Bowl commercials. Overrated. Um. The mascot of the of Kansas City, overrated. Um, the mascot of the other team, the San Francisco, <laughs> overrated. Uh, football. Oh, how biased do I want to be here? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say underrated. Whoa! Uh, this is, if I'm going to be biased, I'm going to say overrated, though. Okay. Maybe we okay. can talk about that in the future. But today, um, you're not getting an explanation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you. one more, one more, one more. Uh, 
Netflix. Underrated. All right, cool. Big there time, we go. Big time, big time. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Oscars are coming up, baby. Oscars are coming up. Watch out! Is Watch Netflix out. gonna win it? Is Netflix gonna win it? Here we go. We're gonna find, find out. Find out later. Next episode. I'm kidding. Uh, final. Would you rather? Uh, this is related to our Reddit question because we're talking about old-fashioned stuff, and because like it's kind of related to what we're doing right now. Would you rather be living in the 1920s? Or the 2020s? The 2020s. We have bipolar medicine. <laughs> okay. Like, there you go. Easy. I don't know. I, like, the 1920s were, like, booming. They really were. They were awesome. I mean, yeah, but then you'd have to live through the 1930s, and that would suck. No, no, no. I think how this would work is you live from 1920 right up to the, the crash of the stock market, then you teleport back. <laughs> back to present time <laughs> okay <laughs> so like would you want to replace like live these 2020s or replace them with the 1920s and then you come back yeah i i think my like i have a you very say, deciding factor yeah you have a very want to stay you have a very very you know something you need to rely on so i guess that makes sense right right yeah if I could take like some friends with me, I'd definitely go back to the 1920s. Okay. Because you know, um, right now I got. Would you want to live here? Would you want to live New York? Would you oh, want to live New like... York? New York, a hundred percent. New York, New York City. Because like, I'm thinking back when for... it was actually affordable. God. Yeah, I'm thinking because right now for the 2020s, I think for the next 10 years, obviously, yeah. In like reality speaking, it's going to be a big important 10 years of my life. But in terms of like what's going to happen. I think it's going to be relatively boring in terms of like progression of differently, you know, products and tech and all that stuff. So I'd kind of want to live in the twenties because you got a lot of cool stuff going on in the nineteen twenties. So, alrighty, that's a bold take. Yeah, well, there you have it. I think, I think that's bold. There you have it. My bold take at on me wanting to live in the nineteen twenties. All right. You know. You know. Bada bing. You know. Bada bing. Bada boom. That's the episode for you. Shout out, Grandma. Shout out, Grandma. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for podcast. Central. Bye-bye. Bye.